Hi guys, happy Hanukkah. Um, today is Chav Zion Kislev, third day of Hanukkah. Um, this is the first part of Parak Gimel, Tanya. It's crazy how fast this journey is already going. Um, so we just, st- we Parakal of Tanya, we said, guess what? We have two souls. Now we are talking about the inner structure of both of those souls, um, which then later, once we get to chapter nine, we're going to start talking about the dynamic between the souls. Now that we know how they both work individually, we could talk about how they actually navigate with each other. But right now we're still talking about the souls themselves. So yesterday we t- started talking about the godly soul. Um, what's interesting is that the entire Parak Bays essentially was telling us that lest you think that as we go into a discussion now about you know how this soul works, lest you think the author was telling us that the way that it works is who the soul is. Meaning the Alter Rebbe was basically making it very clear to us that all of the ways that the godly soul works, the nefesh, the ruach, the shema, the chachma, the bina, the das, the chasag, like we're going to talk about all these things about the godly soul, all these ways of its functioning. But the entire Parag Bayes was telling us, but all of the ways that it works are not really who it actually is. There is an essence of a godly soul that is literally just the breath of Hashem. That is Atanafahtabi, that is Hashem's breath, Hashem's deepest divine, intimate selfhood, <laughs> like Hashem himself, like literally, that is the essence within all of these garments, all of these ways of its functioning. But that being said, and you know, this goes way back to like when to the mimer that we learned before we started Tanya of like the way to find essence is in experience. You know, we're not as Chassidim and as Yidin, we're not, the way of us looking for essence is not through like going onto a mountaintop and not talking or eating or sleeping or whatever. The way that we find essence, according to Hashem, really, is going into our experience, not away from our experience. And so al Dalter is saying, now that you know that there is an essence in your godly soul, that your godly soul is, by definition, essence, is intimacy with God, is, is literally a reflection of Hashem himself, now, let's not be afraid to journey into the way that it works, into the way that it manifests itself, because it's within the way that it manifests, manifests itself that we're actually going to be able to reach the essence, that we're actually going to be able to touch and make use of the essence, actually going to be able to live from that place of essence, but not through ignoring the way it works, not through circumventing the way that it functions, but actually through going into the way it functions, we're going to be able to find that point and have access to that point that's beyond the way it functions which is the essence beyond the way that it functions so and obviously i've said this example many times but like that example of like a couple like a married couple that like in their essence their intimacy with each other is all that it is is their truth that we love each other we love each other we we are one with each other right how do they express that love though not only how do they express that love how do they actually feel that love It's not through staying in that place beyond the daily grind of their life. It's actually through being inside of the daily grind of their life, doing things for each other that is the expression of that deep, intimate love that they can actually experience and and reveal that love. So it's the same thing here. Perak Bez said, that is you, the essence inside of you that is beyond trauma, that's beyond any self-perception, that is beyond any thought or emotion or action cannot be tainted cannot be touched it is essence of god and it's, and it's within you how are we going to have access to that to that essence through 
leaning in to the way that my godly soul actually feels inside of me. Not through the way that it's beyond my experience, but through the way that I, I can experience it. That's how I'm going to get access to that which is beyond it. To that which is beyond my experience. So, dun dun dun. Okay. Paragimel. Ine. So now, like I just said the whole introduction, but now we're going into the way that it functions. Into the way that the godly soul actually manifests within our bodies well that's not exactly true we're going into the way that it manifests with inside of itself different people's bodies some people honestly like we're going to talk about this later but like a russia virale like they don't really even have access to this godly soul really at all it never really talks inside of them some people have it more some people have it less but if the god this is what's happening inside of the godly soul our access to experiencing this we're going to talk about starting from chapter nine, which is the interaction between the two souls inside of our bodies. Right now, we're saying, how does the godly soul in of in itself function? Now, each of these three distinctions, and this is a continuation from chapter two, from chapter two, where the Altarba said that the godly soul has these levushim of nefesh ruach neshama, these ways that it expresses itself, that it not only expresses itself to something outside of it, but there's ways that it, like, exists, essentially. Like, it would be, like, my thoughts, my experience, my emotions. So, you know, the godly soul's faculties. Each of these nefesh ruach neshama, within those nefesh ruach neshama, which we already said, I forgot if we said this already, if we're going to say this soon, but the nefesh ruach neshama is the nefesh, is the, the, the segment of the soul, <laughs> the faculty of the soul the the garment of the soul that's responsible for the way for the my life force energy that extends itself to my actions my 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 um, thought speech and action as on a very practical way that's my nefesh my ruach is the life force energy that's responsible for my emotion which is the way that i experience myself emotionally and the ruach and the neshama is the i always forget which one's which I was confused about this yesterday too. Yeah, the ruach is your emotional experience, and then the shema is your intellectual experience, which is basically your your perception, the stories that you're making about life. Those three levels of the soul are the life force energy that goes. The nefesh is the life force energy that's responsible for kind of creating whatever action ends up happening. Ruach is response is the life force energy responsible for any emotion that's happening. The shema is the life force energy responsible for any story that's happening. And if you get an even even deeper. You have Chaya Nechida, and Chaya is responsible for your Ratzin and Tainug. It's the pleasure that's even beyond the story. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's one is responsible for the other, which is responsible for the other. And in a fragmented world, we separate them. But really, it's there's a hierarchy here. There's one that ends up being led into the next. If you think about it, all stories that we make about our lives are rooted and sourced in the pleasure that we have. Meaning, it, fe- it feels good to not feel alone right <laughs> we don't want to feel alone that's a bad feeling so now that person when we're when you're a child your the your mother ignores you but a child cannot handle being or let's say let's not go with alone and say being bad no one wants to feel bad right because it feels good to feel good and doesn't feel bad it feels bad to feel bad so a child whose mother is ignoring them now what are they going to do you're going to say oh so now they create a story right that my mother that i'm a that i must not be doing the right thing because otherwise why would my mother not like me 
Otherwise, I would my mother be ignoring me. But really, the source of that is the pleasure that that person has in their in being good and being loved by mom. And so the story that they make about it, which is ends up being where the trauma happens, is actually sourced in something higher than even the neshama, which is nefesh ruach neshama, which is in the chaya, which is just an interesting side note. Okay. These, within the Nefesh Ruch Neshama, there's ten faculties that correspond to the ten spheres from which they come from. And these spheres are also divided into two categories. So Hashem has ten spheres, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but within these ten spheres is actually divided into two categories, which are the Shalash Imais, the Shavak Fulais. The Shalash Imais are the Perish Chachma Binadas, the Shalash Imais, which are the mothers are, we're going to explain everything, so just bear with me for a second, are the Chachma Bin Adas, Veshivas Mehabinyan, which is the Shevak Fulas, which are the seven children, in essence, that come from the Chachma Bin Adas, are Chazak Gvurat Now, this is so fascinating to me, about how we talk about how our ten spheres are the, the reflection of Hashem's ten spheres. We are the reflection of Hashem. Our godly soul is the reflection of Hashem. Now, we are God, our ten spheres is the reflection of Hashem's ten spheres. It says here that the, she, the, the, the seven spheres are called the Shiva Simeha Binyan. Why are they called that? Because each of these um, not character traits, these Midas, in essence, were responsible for a different day of creation. And I was thinking about it, and I, I didn't see this inside anymore, so this is just my own parish, but you can see it so clearly that Chesed is day is Yom Rishen. Why? Because Yom Rishen is Chesed. It's the first day of creation. Chesed, by definition, you want to create. You want to give. That's literally the first day of creation. Hashem created light. Gevura is separation, boundaries, right? What, what happened the second day of creation? Hashem made the difference between up and down, sky and earth. There was a separation there. There was a rakia, the boundary between upper and lower worlds. Then you have day three, which is, right, the 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 the... the the beauty of the world, the grass, the trees, the flowers. What's that? Teferis. Then you have Yerevi, which is the luminaries in the sky, which is the sun, the, the moon. What do we say about the sky, about outer space? It's eternal. It's, there's A, there's no end to it. But also, when, when does science say the sun is going to blow up like in like a billion, trillion years? Meaning it's eternal. There's, it's not going anywhere. Which is what? Netzach, which is day four. Then you have Hod, which is day five, which is the birds and the fish. And I was thinking, why does Hashem make this whole day of only birds and fish? But I was thinking like, from all other animals, birds and fish have the most Hod. Hod is Hoda. It's the acknowledgement of I cannot live outside of my source. Which is literally the experience of, of a fish. I don't fully know how that relates to birds i was thinking about that i'm not sure but for sure fish like literally fish know that if they leave their source they die which is a definition of hod and then you have yisod which is day six which is people because yisod is that that's people the connection from one to another um so that was just pretty cool but anyways our 10 spheres are a reflection of hashem's 10 spheres or yeah our spheres are also Split into two, Seichel Umidas. The three Seichel, which are the Chachamin and and then the seven Midas. Also, the seventh is Malchus, obviously, which we know as Shabbos, which is the culmination of everything and also the beginning of all that's to come. Hazechel Kailo, also, Malchus is also the pleasure of just being, which is why on Shabbos, this is a random fact, but on Shabbos, we don't, we can't, it's not that we are forbidden from doing Malacha. 
So on Shabbos, we don't need to do malacha. On Shabbos, we're in a state where we don't actually need to create anything because we are in a state of being, not doing. So on Shabbos, it's not that like, oh, it's muksa, like don't do it. On Shabbos, it's a state of like, I don't even need to. There's nothing that I need to create on Shabbos. There's nothing that I need to build. There's nothing that I need to do that's beyond where I am right now. Even honestly, if you think about it with, with phones, what, is, what do we do on our phones? We're creating for the next moment. We're trying to make this moment bigger than what it is. Connect to somebody that's not in front of me. Connect, do something for the sake of tomorrow. On Shabbos, we are in Malchus, meaning we are absolutely and wholly and essentially only where we are because that's the only place we need to be because that's how Malchus sees things. I only need to be exactly where I am. This is Hashem's pleasure creating me into being right now. There's nowhere else I need to be. Was Hashem rested with, with his people. Hashem created Adam and Chava and he said, now I want to rest with you. I just want to be with you. I don't want to be with you for the sake of something else. I just want to be here with you now. So that was Malchus and Shabbos. Okay. The the Seichel, which is the first three of these ten spheres, um, are includes Chachma Bina Das, which is what we're going to talk about for the rest of the day today. What is Chachma? What is Bina? And that's where we're going to end today. And then tomorrow we're going to start talking about what Das is. What is Chachma Bina? The Midais, which we're not talking about today, are Avas Hashem, Hashem. Just noticing, getting curious, using our Chachma to get curious, as we're about to see. Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem, which are the emotional experiences of our godly soul. Just getting curious about how far does Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem actually extend itself? What would it be like for me to live a life where I am actually experiencing Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem? Does that mean that I am sitting in my room all day davening? You know, does, what, is it, what does it mean about me? And we may have the answer yet. You may like have access to an answer inside of you that's like, oh yeah, I know what that means. You may have access to an answer inside of you that isn't the fullness of what it actually means. Like we don't we don't know yet. We're gonna we're gonna explore that. But just getting curious of what we think Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem feel like and look like and make us act like, you know, um, and getting curious if like maybe there's more there. Maybe Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem is a much bigger experience and a much more and an experience that I actually want <laughs> than what I've always thought that it is. It's an interesting, it's an interesting question because at the end of the day, what we're gonna end up realizing is that Abbas Hashem and Yeras Hashem are our actually baseline states, are the emotional experiences that are the most true to who we actually are. So we're really asking, like, who am I <laughs> when I'm stripped of my Nefesh Bahamas consciousness? Who am I when I'm stripped of the layers? And not stripped of it, meaning that Nefesh Bahamas now sits in jail, but who am I once I educate my Nefesh Bahamas that I don't need to be in protector mode anymore, that I don't need to be in fight or flight mode anymore? What kind of love and awe and emotional awesomeness, <laughs> you know, can I come to? What kind of, what state of, of in-loveness can I come to, which through making my divine soul, you know, the, the lens through which I see my life? And that's really what we're going to come to when we start, when we start, after this journey of Tanya, our experience of Avis Hashem and Yeras Hashem is going to extend beyond what we think it seems like, what we think it is now. And it's going to get into, and it's going to become, <laughs> you know, the experience of us being fully who we actually are and experiencing ourselves emotionally as we actually are. Why? Because who we actually are is Hashem. <laughs>
Um, which, again, doesn't mean that we disappear. It means, on the contrary, it's the fullness of actually feeling ourselves fully. But we're not, we don't have to get there yet. We're not there. Okay. Staying, staying where we are. Just, just getting curious. As we're going to see right now, what is Chachma? Chachma is the ability to be curious. I see something here that is worth me being curious about. That's Chachma. And so I bless us all with the Chachma perspective of the Chachma of, of getting curious about what Avas Hashem and Yerush Hashem actually are and what my space within those feelings is. Okay. So this is the first thing that we are saying about our godly soul. Our godly soul, the emotions of our godly soul are always the product of the intellect of our godly soul. It's down, it's up, down. Our, our godly soul feels because it thinks. It's Chachma, then Bina, then Das, then all the Midas. We're going to see later that our animal soul is the opposite way. It's the emotions that lead to the story. I feel this and so this must be true. Godly soul says this must be true. This is true. This is what I know to be true. And so thus I feel. The Karla Midas, it's the, it's the, the source of the Midas, because the Midas are the offspring of the of the godly soul. In the Nefesh HaMaskelas, in the intellectual soul, which right now we're kind of putting in the same category of a godly soul, it's the soul that isn't our animal soul. <laughs> is the initial point of comprehension. This is the Seichel. Nikra b'shem Chachma. The initial point of comprehension is called Chachma. Chachma is called Koach Ma. It's the experience of what is this. I see something here that's worth me being curious about. I, I see something here that's worth me questioning. I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering about this. It's that initial point of, huh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about something. I'm wondering about something. When this state of Chachma comes into actuality, when you think about this thing that you started being curious about into a way of bringing it into actuality, now you're actually thinking about it, seeing it, wondering about it, and you're getting into the depth of it. You're actually now experiencing that initial thought that you just had before. And you're having this experience of thinking about it but only that it originated from that initial point of thought. Hamuskal b'sichle, that you had in your initial initial flash of thought. Nikra bina, this is called bina. So you have this chachma, which is the initial flash of, we call it wisdom a lot, but it's not wisdom. It's actually not wisdom at all, because chachma is not wise. Chachma is just curious. Chachma is kayachma. It's the initial thought of like, I see something. Maybe we call it wisdom because... In, when we have that experience, we suddenly really get it. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, I get something. But we don't actually get it. Bina is the experience of breaking it down. What am I actually getting? What's interesting to notice here is that Bina always comes, which is why when you're having an experience of Bina, but then suddenly the Chachma is gone, right? Let's say you have that flash of Chachma and you suddenly get something that you don't even get what you're getting, but you're getting something. Then you start having the Bina of like, oh, what's actually happening? And let me actually think about this. Look at this. Discover what I'm, what I just flashedly discovered. The moment you lose the chachma, suddenly your bina is like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> like if you once you lose the chachma, when you the bina is not worth anything anymore because 
the Bina is always the result of the Chachma. The Bina is always the second step of Chachma. So once your Chachma goes away, I, I, I relate to that experience very much. Suddenly your Bina is like, wait, what are, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. We're making this whole plan, but why are we even doing this? I lost the Chachma. So Bina is always the part two of Chachma. And this Chachma and Bina are the Av, the Aim, the Father and Mother, that give birth to the love and awe of Hashem. There, which, as we're, again, what does that mean? What does love and Hashem mean? Love and awe of Hashem mean? What, right, now, right now, it's enough to just talk about it's the emotional experience of our godly soul. What that means, we're going to talk about the rest of Tanya. But essentially, what we said in this beginning of chapter 3 is godly soul works top down. Godly soul works starting with thought with chachma leads into bina leads into emotion um if you if that's not your experience it's not necessarily your godly soul got animal soul gets high off of emotion and then creates story based on it godly soul says i know this is true thus i feel this this experience um what else i think that's it i mean i'm that was the break in wondering if i should get into this whole conversation about dating and how Chachma Bina Das is like the craziest conversation when you talk about dating. I think we'll have time to talk about it later. So, But in essence, having Das without having Chachma and Bina is recipe for disaster. Being intimate in your emotion and not only in having intellect, in- emotional connection, that's not what I'm talking about. Das is, is intimacy. Adam Yada Chava. And having that state of Das without having the state of Chachma Bina first of I am curious if this is really what's real for me. And Bina is, I see that it is. I see the, I see the truth here. I see really what's going on. I, I want this for myself. I see what Jewish dating values allows, us, allows you to do. When you have Das before that, it's animal soul consciousness. It's the other way. So, godly souls, Chachma, Bina, then Das. Dun, 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 dun. We'll talk about that more later, but it's just interesting noticing. But one thing that I really want to just leave us off with here is again, going back to Perak Bays, that Perak Gimel is only cutting off after Perak Bays, which is one thing that, to me, is one of the most important parts of the way that I learned Tanya. And, like, to me, not Chasrishan that we were cheated in high school, like, thank you to all the teachers who taught us Tanya, but when you teach Tanya with only one chapter at a time, you miss out on what the altar was actually saying. So now imagine if we taught Perak Gimel without teaching Perak Bays first, or without teaching Perak Aleph before Perak Bays. We'd be missing out, because right now we're talking about our godly soul. Starting from Paragon, what are we saying? That our godly soul works in this way. Great. What we missed out on, though, is that is the entire Peric Bayes that just told us that the entire way that your godly soul works, this whole conversation about how your godly soul works, is only the externality of who your godly soul actually is, which is what? Essence of Hashem, which is cannot be tainted or tarnished or moved from that essential divine breath. And now what? Through going into how it works, we're actually going to be able to find that essence. But you could look at Paragimel and be like, oh, my godly soul is Chachumin Adas. Chas Vishalom to say that. My godly soul is Chelek Aleka Mimal Mamish. The way my Chelek Aleka Mimal Mamish communicates with me is through Chachumin Adas, is through Chasig Vortiferas Netzach Hajjisai Malchus. Thus, when I go into those experiences, I will end up finding my essence of self. But if you learn Paragimel without learning Parag Bays, you miss out. You're, you're missing out on the full story going on here of who we actually are. So, Perak Aleph, we have two souls. Perak Bez, Archelik, Archelika, Mimal Mamish is essence of God, cannot be tarnished. 
Peragemo, we're starting to get to know how we can actually reach that essence point through engaging with how Hashem is creating our godly soul to engage with us. Whew. That is a journey. Wow. Okay. L'chaim, l'bracha. Happy Hanukkah.